Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG. We are an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti orientalist world. I am your game master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C. I use they them pronouns and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica and I play V Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra and I use they she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include descriptions of blood, fantasy violence, gore, emotional instability, and comas. Arc 3, Episode 9, Pain is a Mentor, from A Black Odyssey by Seth. Our session opens on a raging battlefield. Swords cleave into shadowy flesh, arrows thick, thick, thick against hardened hide, jets of fire Spurs of ice and bolts of lightning splinter the blood-soaked arena, scattering empty beasts like shadows before a fire. The atmosphere is torn asunder by the whooping of soldiers, the screaming of beasts, and the clamoring of fire and fury. And beyond all this, dripping hunks of black tar onto the earth from its many eyes, The stranger towers on the horizon, taller than the world, bigger than Andake herself, its many radiant wings unfurled to cover the stars. As blackened tears fall onto the ground from its slowly massive blinking eyes, the liquid splashes against the earth, forming into the many vicious beasts now attacking you and your armies. Shuhai, Ikaya, and Karvach. The three of you arrive just in time to see Ying backflip off the top of a massive icicle created by one of the Silver Queen's court wizards. 
What do the four of you do? Wait a minute. Sorry. Wrong timeline. Oka. You gasp awake, the old wound in your solar plexus throbbing, your brain swirling with images from a nightmare. Wings, blood, ice, eyes, a gold-skinned tiefling throwing playing cards through the air. Your eyes adjust blearily to what's around you, your double pupils flicking around in their sockets. You see a wall, a table, and then moving in with concern and anxiety hovering above you, a face, a familiar face. Dr. Hitsagiten Aluso sits next to the bed where you lie, the blue in their eyes looking darker than you remember. Brownish blonde hair falls in front of their wire-rimmed glasses. They push forward, talking, but you can't quite hear the words they're saying as you come to. You realize belatedly that they're holding your hand. And you can take the benefits of a long rest as you tell me, what do you do? I think just as you said, Oka shoot like shoots bolt upright just immediately from like here to here uh and maybe like clocks their forehead against dr luso's um they like just smack and they go ah 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 uh, okay, ah okay. ah <laughs> hey 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 you're okay hey look at me dr luso cups your face in their hands their intense dark blue eyes piercing into your own and they say What's your name? Um, Koyaken. Uh, Oka. Okay. Who am I? Dr. Hitsagatun Luso. What time is it? 8 a.m., I assume? Yes. Uh, what month are we in? Dragon. A pause. <sighs> Oka, you must be very disoriented right now. What is the last thing you remember before waking up? Uh, um, Cain, Scott, and Nectus jumping into 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 Cain, like Vanash did. And then so, so much light. What, what, where, where, where are they? Where am I? Where am I? Where's everyone else? Do you remember anything after the light where Cain went, where Scott and Nectus went? No, no. Dr. Aluso's hands fall from either side of your cheek, and they hold one of your hands again uh, with both of theirs, uh, looking at you like one might a wounded animal. You're in the hero's quarters. We're in the tower of risk and reward back in Rosso. You're safe for now. Here. Wait, what are you, what are you doing? How did you get here? It's a three week journey from the ca- the chasm. What are you, how did you get here? Oka, it's been three weeks. Almost four now. You and the others were passed out for a few days. Oka, you and your friend weren't checking in through the scrying bowl. I thought that the worst had happened. I thought that the carnival had taken you, so... I gathered a few folks, and we made the three-week trek over land through Talmud to get here. But you're okay now. You're out of the carnival. You don't have to worry about that anymore. 
When Dr. Elusa says, I thought the worst had happened, and the worst is, of course, uh, exactly what happened, uh, and it's not even death, Oka looks uh, kind of like at their hands, you know, of which one of which Dr. Elusa is holding, and they kind of like tighten their own grip on their hand and kind of like look down, unable to meet the doctor's eyes in this moment. Oka, you don't have to feel ashamed about what happened. I've been collecting eyewitness reports from other people who were taken by the carnival. Based on what occurred, I can hardly blame you for what you did. Look, what you did or didn't do in the carnival isn't a reflection of your worth or your value as a person. It brings your deepest insecurities, your flaws to bear. It's not you. I think we have a critical misunderstanding, Doc. The carnival is not just your deepest insecurities. It is you. It's the real mirror. Oh, Oka. Uh, And Dr. Lusso strokes the side of your cheek in concern. Here, have some of this. I brewed it special. And they turn and pick up a a teacup and hand it to you. And it has like nice, fragrant green tea steaming from inside. Hang over here. Right. Just this once, I guess. But you have to tell me everything. What has three, four weeks? It felt like a few hours a day, and Oka takes the teacup. Yeah, uh, time slippage, so I've heard. Drink. And Oka, as you drink from the teacup, I think we like the camera like pans toward like the, the, the space between the two of you and pushes in toward the wall. Uh, and then it pushes through the wall. And we see Manaya. You, as well, are gasping awake on a bed in a room in the hero's quarters. As you come to, you hear a voice near you. It's not your parents, right? But there's still something about the quality of this voice that's a little familiar. Go, whoa, 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 easy. Easy, tiger. Ma, what the hell? Where am I? Who are you? Manaya, as you blink your eyes and get up and like blood rushes from your head, you feel a little dizzy, you look around, you see dark skin uh, modeled with a lighter skin as Talat Ohm's face uh, swims into view as she's seated next to your bed. Uh, And you see like perched on the windowsill, uh, a hawk, like her falcon, that's preening. She like raises like two gloved hands, uh, similar to Dr. Elusa with Oka, like she's approaching a wounded animal. Hey, 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 what's your name? Who the hell are you? Why are you in my room? I think Manaya tries to reach for her axe, but it's probably not on her back. No, definitely not. You look around the room, it doesn't even seem to be in the room. <laughs> like, at all. Like, there's no nothing that could be pro- probably used as a weapon in here. I'm... Do you not remember me? First, just tell me your name. Manaya. Manaya Waidua. Okay. First right. and only born. Okay. Uh, what time is it? How the hell do I know? I just woke up. All right, that's fair. Uh, what what month is it? Dragon. Talat's face seems to like close up, like she's reaching some sort of conclusion, and she says, "Do you remember who I am, Talat, Ranger Lady? You tracked me down, begged me to show you through Clothal the Carnival. Anything?" I took a fucking leaf. Right, you know that the bitch in the woods that wouldn't help us. 
Talat quirks an eyebrow. So what are you doing here? Thought you didn't care about the championship, carnival, whatever. <laughs> I don't. But then someone showed up with a lot of coin and very good reasoning, telling me that I should help them track their way through the jungle now that there was an explosion and the carnival didn't seem to be taking place anymore. Is any of this ringing a bell at all? Explosion? There was an explosion. Yes, there was an explosion. We could hear it from Rosso. A couple days ago, almost a week ago at this point. Week? I... I've only been out for... You're lying. <sighs> I'm not. And Talat turns and indicates, well, this could be set up to be a lie, right? But you see a calendar pinned up on the wall and it's flipped to the next month, Tortoise. Tortoise 5. Day five into tortoise, which is the first month of autumn. Look, I've been told that you're happening? going to be very grouchy, disoriented, potentially aggressive and violent upon waking. Listen, you and your friends and everyone else that the carnival took, they were flung out, okay? I don't know how, I don't know what happened. In fact, I think you probably know more than me. But there was a, a big flash of light deep in Clothal. All the flora and the fauna, they were so disturbed. Mice and, and hares and birds just took flight from their roosts and dens and ran out. And then there was just this quiet, this silence. And Atalanta and this person, Hitsagiten, started sending rescue parties in. And we started finding bodies. Not corpses, just unconscious bodies like your own. Varying degrees of injury. But not awake. Until now. Right, right, right. It doesn't fucking matter. The carnival. My parents. And then... Uh, a blur. Right, light. Explosion? I don't remember. I... Take it easy. I've been told to give this to you, I guess. Uh, and Talat picks up a, a cup of... Of tea. Whoa, what the hell is that? It's tea from Hitsagaten. They say you know them. Does that name ring a bell? Dr. Elusa? Hitsagaten. Doctor. No, she's in Talmud by the Euclid. Yeah, that's what she told me, but she took the three month, three week trek down here. Like I said. Maya glances back at the calendar. Goes, Ugh. right. And and Manaya takes the cup rather quickly, probably splashing a little bit. Okay. And and chugs it. All right. Uh, you chug down this tea as you do with Talat like eyeing you, and you see the falcon also eyeing you with one brass eye. We push in through the walls to rest on V. You are also jolting awake in your bed. Uh, the claws of this nightmare peeling away from your consciousness. What do you do? V. Looks around. Am I alone in the room? No, you're not. Uh, next to your bed, as you f look around, disoriented, a familiar figure sits next to your bed. Broad shoulders, uh, this feathery cape flowing down her back. Uh, her black hair now streaked uh, with, with strands of white. Rev, as soon as you wake up, oh, jolt looks at you and, and, and takes your hand in her own. V. V is gonna look at Rev in the eyes 
for a moment. And then she's going to say, they rejected me. And then she's going to bury her face in Rev's lap and start crying. Okay. Uh, Rev lets you just cry it out. Uh, v, as you just tears streaking down your face, muffled right against against the uh, feathers in her lap. And as you cry, she just sort of strokes your hair and just sort of like murmurs over and over, it's gonna be okay, okay? You're gonna be fine. This, this will pass. V's gonna slowly calm down and just sort of rest there for a moment and think about it. How do I know that you're real? She picks you up, right? So you're like, you're like snotty and you're sobbing and like tears are streaming down your face. Not caring about any of that, Rev just leans in and kisses you. I think V's just gonna wrap her arms around Rev and just hug as tightly as possible. And I, that was one of the most horrible things I've ever had to deal with. Hey, hey, shh, you're okay. You're okay. V, do you know what month it is? To be quite honest, I stopped counting the days about 80 years ago. <laughs> Just as well as you can remember. What's... Th- what month is it? I think the carnival was supposed to start in the month of Dragon? Yes, that's true. It was. <sighs> v, it's... It's Tortoise now. Tortoise 5. But... We... That wasn't... That was only, like, a daily. There wasn't enough time for this much time to pass by. The, uh, the scrawny-looking human told me that something about time slippage, uh, they went into this big explanation I didn't really follow, but apparently time moves slower for people in the carnival. I ran into someone in the woods who said they'd been there just for a little while, but it had been over, it had been a, a yeah, long time, so that, yes, that, that makes sense, it's coming back to me now, yes, there's, time is strange in that forest, everything is strange in that forest. Hey, hey, but you're out, okay, you're safe. We don't ever have to go back into that jungle again, okay? Scald and Nectus. Right. V, I'm so sorry to do this to you, but if you can remember anything about the explosion, any of it. Do you know where Scott and Ectus went? They're inside of Cain. Okay. Then there was a bright light. Right, the explosion. Do you remember anything after that? Maybe where they headed to? A a direction? Anything? I woke up here. I, I don't remember. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's not your fault. I could feel Scott and Nectus shining bright, like a nebulae. Uh, but then the explosion happened. It was like a bonfire going up, and then I... I can't sense them anywhere, Fee. They're hiding, I think. I thought maybe you could have remembered, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Here, uh, I'm... This was ordered. I'm here. Just take this. Uh, and Rev hands you a little cup of tea. V looks at it, kind of sniffs it, decides sip of it, and says, Rev, I have a question. Yeah. 
Is it possible to kill the gods? Rev settles back in her seat, looking at you. What is the emotion behind this question, V? Very deep in there, some seething, sievert-level rage. Ooh, okay. She quirks her head at you, her golden eyes resting on your face. I don't know. I don't think so. Not really. I mean, as long as there's death, there will be a god of death. You know what I mean? And life, too. I can feel that to be true in my heart. As long as there are things to be risked and won, Scott and Nectus will be there in some shape or form. And the Scott and Nectus we're chasing aren't really the true ones. You understand that, right, V? They're just echoes. They're shards of themselves. They're cut off uh, like the rest of the stars. I understand. Just... Everything I just went through, I've never pushed myself so hard. And I just... So angry at them right now. I know what it feels like to be angry, V. I hold on to a lot of that in myself, still. But the Raven Queen, she... She keeps me centered. I... I'm sorry it's not the same way with your gods, V. I don't know why. I... It's not you, okay? It's... It's them. The look at her tea some more and I don't know what I'll do if I ever see them again but I know one way or another we have to find them drink some more tea okay on that I think all three of you at this point here a uh, familiar voice from beyond your respective rooms, coming from like the common space, if you remember it, uh, muffled, go, Dr. Wusho! Dr. Wusho, I have news! I have news! Uh, and now let's cut to Dr. Luso with Oka. Oka, you nursing this green tea. Dr. Luso goes, ah, uh, yes, just one moment, Squeak. Oka, how are you feeling? Horrible. Why do you ask? I'm so sorry to spring this on you, but there's stuff we have to do. Atalanta, the championship, there's still the question of who the next champion should be, now that the carnival is technically over. I still don't understand. You said that the carnival vanished when the explosion happened. Yes, all traces of it vanished. Talat Ohm, Trekker woman living in Clothal. She led me and the rest of my team revs here, too, and Squeak. Uh, we went into the jungle and we couldn't sense the carnival at all. And Talat told us that as soon as that huge explosion, and everyone could see it, even from Rasso, as soon as it went off, all traces, all magical echoes of this carnival just vanished like it was never there in the first place. And as we traveled through the jungle, we found a lot of bodies. Alive ones, but unconscious like yours, just scattered across the underbrush. Next time, will you just say people asleep instead of bodies, please? You must give me a heart attack. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, noted. Oh, will do. And Dr. Lusso actually takes out a little notepad and scribbles that down and tucks it back away uh, into their, like, doctor coat. Don't 
worry about me. I'm, I'm going to be fine. This isn't the first time I've been fucked over by the gods, Stock, and it won't be the last, I'm sure. <laughs> well, say what you want about Okahie. You're resilient. Here. And Dr. Lusso extends a hand to help you out of bed. Yeah, Oka gets out stiffly. Do, uh, when I got stabbed by my mirror self, did it, was that, how real was that? Like, is there a new scar there? Do you want to check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Oka kind of stands. And I mean, they're fucking stiff as hell. Uh, and they like, you know, like crack, crack kind of thing if they've been in bed for three days. Like, oh, I feel really fucking bad. This is worse than one time I spent a week on. Well, never mind. Uh, and then they, they just straight up just like pick their shirt up and look. Well, actually, I think they maybe do like this instead. I don't know. Maybe they just, I think they would actually kind of wait for Dr. Elusa to go. They just kind of stand there awkwardly. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right out. Okay, okay. of course. Uh, your sword, <clears throat> the emperor's sword is outside. I'm taking care of it. Take your time. Dr. Lusso stands up, sort of dusts you off, nods, and exits. Yeah, now Oka just straight up just, uh, if there's a mirror, they just straight up take their shirt, like, off, you know, and look at their, themselves. There's nothing there. Your scars is normal, but no extra wound. Almost like it was a dream or an illusion or something, but the pain was so real. Yeah, okay. Oka, uh, they kind of like look at themselves in this mirror and they like, they put their finger against the glass and like touch where the scar would have been in the glass. Uh, and then they pick up one of the like loose sheets from the bed and like throw it over the mirror uh, so that they can't see themselves anymore. Uh, and then they put their shirt back on and walk out. Okay, I really, really like that. Uh, Oka on you walking out. Uh, we cut now to Manaya and Talat. You hear Squeak's voice through the door, and you hear Talat mutter, Oh, thank God. So, uh, you feel ready to uh, go and uh, take on questions from a million different heads of state, I'm sure? Ugh, more questions. Fine. Where's my axe? It's out there. We, well... The doctor person said it was probably a good idea to keep it from you. Again, said he might be aggressive. Coming out of your slumber? <clears throat> I'm glad to see that I was prepared for that. Benaya was... squints her eyes and reaches down for the small knife that she has at her waist. Okay. Uh, they must have missed okay. it because it's still there. Benaya keeps it there. Um, sort of like an unconscious check. Uh, and, and she starts to get up out of bed. Uh, probably faster than she should, and maybe wavers a bit on her feet, uh, and and heads for the door. Okay. So you head for the door. Talat says after you. Uh, and one last thing, big lady. What? Look, whatever you saw in there wasn't real. Okay. It's the whole thing about the carnival. It fucks with your head. I don't know what you saw, I don't know how it's affected you, but it wasn't real, okay? Doesn't mean anything. Then how the fuck do I know this isn't real? Manaya walks out the door. Okay. Manaya, on you striding out into the common space, let's go now finally to V. 
You hear Squeak's voice cutting through the wood of the door. Rev turns to look and goes, All right, that must be Atalanta. V, I'm sure you have a lot of questions, but other people have questions, too. Do you feel prepared to answer them? Do you feel prepared to go out there and face the world? V realizes she kind of probably very puffy face, red eyes, so she's trying to, like, you know, wipe her tears and... Am I, I'm still wearing my normal clothes. Like, Yeah, yep. You're wearing your um, regular clothes. There's some dirt on them, but they look like they've been customarily cleaned. All right. Uh, V's gonna, you know, make sure the tie's tight. And she looks over to Rev and she's like, will you hold my hand? <laughs> yeah, okay. Gay ass. Uh, and Rev, Rev takes your hand, and together the two of you stride out into the common room, the circular chamber with a raised dais in the center, various uh, rugs scattered about the floor to make it comfy and homey, uh, sofas, couches, ottomans, etc., uh, low tables and uh, desks here and there. And of course, the fireplace where the four of you were introduced to Kane for the first time. Walk out see each other, Squeak standing there as well, wringing her webbed fingers. You don't see Dewey anywhere. As the three of you enter out into this space, Squeak goes, Oh, okay, good. There you are. Uh, Where's Cardu? And coming out of another room, the three of you see Tonga. Uh, She very, like, (sighs) worriedly raises her goggles to her forehead. She's, like, sweating a little. She has a look of concern knitting her brow. I... I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Cardu, he's he's not waking up. Hello, everyone. It's good to see you again. Cardu is fine. He's stable, but he's in some sort of coma. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with him. What? What do you mean he's not waking up? Uh, and Oka is kind of like... They were uh, kind of nervously hanging back upon seeing... Manaya and V again. Um, but at this, I think they're like pushing. I imagine there are like two hallways and then the center room, they're pushing like across the room uh, toward Tonga. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, good. Good to see you again. Uh, handsome as always. Am I right? Where's Dewey? Oh, uh, Cardu's in this room. I don't know if it's a good idea to disturb him. He's, uh, I think he's trying to rest. Well, he's obviously trying too hard. Let me try to wake him up. It's okay, Tonga, uh, says Dr. Luso, cutting in. Oh, why don't we let Oka try? Maybe their blood magic can help rouse him from this from this slumber. Oh, okay. Uh, come come with me, Oka. Uh, Tonga turns and leads you down this hallway, opens the door, and you see Cardu Dewey Quirk, laid out on a bed, just like how you imagined you were, chest rising and falling slowly, his eyes closed. His spectacles have been removed from his face and placed on a bedside table. Xiao Hu was sitting by his side. Re stands up as you enter enter this room. Oka. Xiao Hu. Wow. That's uh, uh, lots of people here. Maybe having his friends around him will wake him. Uh, Manaya, V, come on! Uh, the power of friendship! Uh, Tonga, I don't know if that's a Oh, come on now, Manaya. Why don't you... Oh, if you give one of your rousing speeches, uh, maybe Cardu will hear it. Manaya uh, sort of sneers a little bit. She goes, It's fine. You'll wake up eventually. 
Okay. Uh, V, what about you? Maybe one of your jokes or uh, japes will wake him up? V just kind of like squeezes Rev's hand a little harder and just looks and just shakes her head. Uh, okay, uh, Oka, then, I guess. Uh, leaving the door open so the two of you can see down the hallway into this room. Tanga turns to you, her uh, eyes brimming with fear and hope. Uh, all right, uh, try to wake him. Tonga, are you... are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Why wouldn't I be fine? I'm okay. Seoku and I are okay. We made it out. We're, we're good. We woke up before the rest of you did. Now we're hitting the pavement, getting stuff done. Why don't you go have one of those cups of tea? Okay, I'll see what I can do here. Ah, the master requires privacy in their work, I see. Very well. Uh, okay then. <clears throat> Uh, Tanga awkwardly clears her throat. Nods at Xiaohuhu. Ri gets up and the two of them filter out, closing the door behind them. Oka, what's the play here? Okay, here's the play. Dewey, I'm going to do some freaky bloodbending on you. Just kidding. Um, I would, however, I am channeling both a long history at the palace studying dream interpretation and dream magic as well as I would like to use my grim psychometry feature, which gives me on advantage on intelligence checks uh, to recall the dark history of objects or places I'm touching. Should we extend it to Dewey? <laughs> can we extend it to Dewey? I'm curious if I can. All right, sounds good. Uh, why don't you make an intelligence check with uh, advantage, right? a nine and then a nat one so um not very good but uh i do have quite a few things to add nine 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 16 i guess listen oka's smart oka's smart uh and i think it's kind of like the door closes uh and then oka is just like opening dewey's mouth you know and like peering in and then like opening one of his eyes and like they maybe like cast light on their finger and like swivel it by his eyes a few times, you know, and then they like lean back and then they lean in again and just kind of like focus. And they, I think have like, if there are like any wounds on his body, they just kind of like, Oh no, <laughs> that's fine. Well, I've, well, I'm going to try to connect with this blood a little here. I'm not going to hurt him, but I am going to try to like, just like delve into a place. Okay, uh, reading the tumultuous churning of Cardu Dewey Quirk's blood as you pry open his beak, peer into his eyes. It's like a, they're like checking his pulse, basically, but like then going like poof, deep. You can gather two things. One is that, well, there are actually two factors to why Cardu is still under. One is the strength of the trauma. Two is the strength of character. So the three of you woken up around the same time because you've endured similar levels of uh, grief and trauma in the carnival, but uh, the strength of your character, your backbone, your spine, your willingness, your willpower basically helped dredge you out of that darkness and help gasp you awake. Cardu, either the stimuli, right? The strength of the grief and the trauma was so much, or strength of his character was not quite enough to pull him out. 
So it's likely that he's still in there. He's still in like an unconscious state. He's stable, right? You sense his pulse, but comatose is probably the right way to describe it. Not like there's still brain activity for sure, right? He could wake up, but it's really up to Cardu if and when he does. There's nothing you can do on the outside. He has to want to wake up. Oka steps back. And then one time they shout, Cardu, wake the fuck up! And then when he doesn't, they step out of the room and close the door softly. Uh, Rev quirks an eyebrow at you, Oka. Really? That was the best you could do? Cardu, wake the fuck up? It's worked in the past. Good to see you, Rev. Yeah, good to see you too, Shrimp. Did it work? Did he wake up? No. He'll wake up when he's ready to wake up. Or if we administer a jolt of electricity to a part of his brain that controls his consciousness. You know, that's actually not a bad idea. We could try. Um, excuse me. The three of you will have to do. Let Cardu rest. Atalanta wants to speak to the three of you. She's very, very, very adamant about that. Oka looks sideways, kind of at V and Manaya. We're going then. Give us 30 seconds. Where the hell's my axe? Oh, yes, of course. All right, you seem to be of sound mind and body, Manaya, so you can have Just it. give me my damn axe. Well, hey, Manaya, uh, the squeak was breaching for it. It's, you're going to have it back, okay? Dr. Luso like raises a hand, quirking an eyebrow at you. Squeak pops open the top of her little pouch that's always strapped to the side of her rotund orbitus body. Uh, she reaches in with her webbed fingers and struggles uh, as she pulls out like a the end of your axe. You can it looks familiar even from there. Uh, and the entire axe comes out of this tiny pouch and like clinks and clutters onto the ground. There it is. Off of you. You can pick it up because I don't think I can lift it. Not many can. Manaya picks it up effortlessly and puts it on her back. Uh, Talat sort of arms crossed, leans in to talk to Dr. Aluso. This one's been grumpy since she woke up. I don't know who pissed in her oatmeal. Probably the carnival. Probably all the trauma from the carnival. Eh, you're no fun. Uh, and Talat leans away from Dr. Aluso. And here is... The Emperor's Sword. I don't know how you got your hand on this thing, Oka, you know. There's a warrant out for you in too long, so I hear, and more places than that now that you've taken the Emperor's Sword. Squeak, could you please? Which is, of course, the first time anyone in this fucking room knows exactly what Oka's had strapped on their back since they got back. Okay, here it is, shiny. And Squeak reaches in and pulls out the uh, the sword by the scabbard, like from, from the tip of it. Uh, you see like the beautiful like design of like the, the silver dragon woven up its azure, uh, azure scabbard, uh, and, and hands it to you. Where's the shit I had it wrapped in? Oh, that? It, it, I don't know what you're talking about. It was just like that when we found you. Oh, do I feel anything while I'm holding it? Yeah, as you hold on to the scabbard and the hilt of this sword, you feel same animosity, right? Like waving like a pungent, like noxious smell, like waving up at you. Good to see you too. Uh, and Oka takes it by like the, the chains 
you know, and like slings them over their shoulder again. Oh, and V, I believe you might be missing this. Uh, and Squeak reaches in and pulls out a familiar glove uh, with a gem embedded in the palm. Here you go. V uh, realizes she has to let go of Rev's hand. She lets go and reaches for it and puts it on and feels a little bit better. And then she's like holding the hand and stuff. And she just meekly is like, thank you very much. Wow, the three of you are looking like your usual selves again. We all stand there looking half fucking dead. <laughs> He's like all puffy from crying earlier still. Uh, okay, then uh, Dr. Lucio turns to the three of you, claps their hands. 30 seconds, why don't the three of you get all, uh, get ready? And when you're ready to go meet Atalanta, just uh, talk to me and squeak, okay? We're ready. Let's go. Oh, Okay. Sure. Let's go. V looks back at Rev one more time and sighs and looks back at Squeak and says, All right, let's get this over with. Okay. Atalanta was very specific about only wanting to meet the three of you. Uh, and as Dr. Aluso speaks, uh, they climb onto the dais and stand on it, and the three of you join them. Uh, and stepping forward from the darkness... A familiar servant uh, steps into view. I believe I described them as a fearbolg, right? Uh, who had helped you. Uh, Gwyn smiles, you know, like their downturned uh, cow-like ears fluttering at the tips. It's so good to see the three of you again. I'm so sorry about the circumstances. I hope that the amenities we've provided in your rooms have been... Just bring us up, please. Thank you. <laughs> Of course. Uh, and Gwyn waves rear wand, and vroom, your molecules disperse as the three of you zap uh, into a, uh, a, a sparkling of light as you disappear as the room falls away from you, and you rematerialize in a familiar holding chamber with a domed ceiling with various uh, paintings of past champions and regents uh, attached to the walls. You reappear on this dais. Oka stumbles off immediately. <laughs> really not ever going to get used to that. Oh, okay. Okay. Be used to it quick. We got to go. Manaya's already walking. V is dragging behind, but following, but like dragging her feet. I think uh, Dr. Luso is waiting on the dais, right? Uh, yes, Dr. Luso goes, oh, I was thinking perhaps... <laughs> And they sort of, like, go down the steps to, like, catch up with Manaya. Oh, we should come up with a game plan before we go in. Uh, Oka, was there something you wanted to do or say to them? Oh, I was just, I was actually going to just uh, walk up kind of behind V uh, and put, like, a very gentle, like, make sure that she knows that I'm there so I don't startle her, you know? But, like, put a gentle hand, like, kind of in the middle of her back. Uh and just kind of a small, like a smile that's half an apology and also a half like, hey, you know, they don't say anything. They just kind of put the hand there. While that's happening, Manad doesn't turn around, but looks up a little bit talking to Dr. Luso. She says, said she wanted to talk to us. Why are you still here? Oh, uh, I figured you could perhaps use the moral support or if you had any questions before you went in, I could address them. But fine. We've met her before. 
well, yes, I know that. And now I've met her too. Uh, I was thinking if you had any questions about what's... A lot has happened, Manaya, since the four of you have been passed out. Manaya, uh, is everything okay? Everything's fine. Is okay. there anything important we need to know, Dr. Luso, about... What are the bullet points? What's the most important stuff to know? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, I figure each of your caretakers have filled you in about the explosion and the fact that the carnival disappeared. Uh, there were bodies, uh, unconscious people. Uh, thank you, Oka. Uh, strewn about Clothal Jungle. There have been strike teams sent in rescue parties. Pretty much everyone who has disappeared because of the carnival has been accounted for. The only person who isn't accounted for is Kane. And Oka, now that you told me what happened, it appears that Scott and Nectus, instead of going into their actual paragon, you, V, gone into Kane. Rev can't sense, Scott and Nectus can't sense Kane anywhere. We don't know where they went. And the most important thing to figure out right now is who the next champion of Nabal should be, given that the carnival is technically over and the people have been returned to Rasso. But we have to find Kane. Surely that's the most important thing, not the championship. I don't... <laughs> Atalanta can just... <sighs> well, yes. Uh, based on my previous conversations with her, it appears that her priority is the safety of her people. Definitely will value the life of the masses over one, uh, frankly, murderous person. Fuck that. Kane has got a nectus. Kane stopped the carnival. They're the champion. We find them, we put them on the seat. On the throne or whatever. What? For the first time, V has a little bit of a smile. Like, well, actually, I mean, I was the last one to talk to the gods. I mean, I, I forced them to flee into Cain, so... And do you I, have I... the god in you? Manaya. And Oka actually steps forward in between Manaya and V. <laughs> That's not at all what we talked about. We talked about Xiaohu, who's actually honorable. Listen, Kane is not. What did we do? The best that any of us could have done. The best that anyone could have done. Well, our best wasn't enough. Manai keeps walking. Uh, but I uh, try to present a united front, uh, Dr. Oluso says, as the four of you stride down the hall. Specific, uh, sorry, the three of you. I'm so not used to. Do we not being here? Uh, toward the giant, like, wrought, like, wooden, like, double gates that lead into the champion's, like, hall, right? And there's, like, two uh, heavily armored guards posted there, as usual. They open the doors for you, Manaya, and for you, Oka, and you, V, but they close them on Dr. Aluso. Uh, but I, uh, and their voices cut off as the doors slam in their face. The hall of champions. You remember it well. Huge vaulted ceilings, pillars made of marble and stone holding up the walls, paintings the size of boulders stretching like murals on either side of you, desks and chairs. And of course, Tall, proud, royal stairs at the end of this hall leading up to a massive golden throne, upon which Atalanta sits as her three chief advisors bicker at her feet. At the base 
of these stairs leading up to the throne, you see a table with maps and charts and quills and papers and documents scattered about uh, as uh, a familiar-looking human person with dark skin, uh, trimmed beard, uh, is in a shouting match yet again with this exhausted-looking uh, halfling, right? And Amar... Uh, you remember their name. Uh, they're in the middle of picking up a chair to fling at uh, Yang, the halfling, uh, while this like older looking gnome woman uh, sits on like a rocking chair and is muttering and shaking her head as she as she uh, stitches. Uh, Atalanta sits on the throne, the bridge of her tur uh, turquoise nose uh, pinched between two fingers, right? Uh, and her long like kelp colored hair sort of flowing a little bit disheveled uh, around around her armored shoulders. The doors open, your presence is announced. Atalanta looks up. Ah, good. Finally, we'll have some answers. Advisors, please just shut up. But Amar, they're being so- I said, shut up, Yang, please. Oka, Manaya, V, where's, where's Cardu? He's still asleep. He'll be asleep for, until he's ready to wake up. Okay, well, three is better than none. Uh, come in, please, please, come in. The three of you stride forward. As you approach, Amar's beady eyes narrow at you, specifically Manaya, uh, and their eyes settle on the crimson tint of the head of your axe. Here to throw that again at us, huh? Big lady? Try me. This time I won't miss. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, let's settle down here, okay? Uh, why don't the three of you take a recess? All right, as I talk to, uh, as I talk to these friends here. Yes, of course, your champion. Uh, Zora grabs her knitting things, this older-looking gnome woman, and the three advisors pile out, muttering darkly under their breaths. Amar throws you a venomous uh, look as they pile out. And as the three of them disappear into uh, a wing of this hall, Atalanta gestures toward the seats they vacated. Please, please, please sit. Oka sits. Manaya sits. V, like almost like drops in the chair like it was it took all of her energy to do this walk three of you don't look so good but thank you so much for meeting on me in such short notice i needed to hear it straight uh from the dragon's mouth as they say based on hitsagaton's reports the four of you do we not include it here obviously in present company were at the heart of the explosion that's where we found you you were closest to um Patient zero, let's say. Kane is missing, of course. Not dead. Not in a coma, just missing. And the three of you seem to have been the people to stop the carnival, which of course brings us to the most pressing issue right now, which is who the championship should go to. My tenure is up. I do not envy my successor, but there is work to pass down. Kane did it. They have Scott and Nextus, Shard of the God inside of them. They're the new champion. We have to find them. That's it. That doesn't make go? them the Paragon, Manaya. And it certainly doesn't make them fit to rule. They're just as bad as I am. Cain didn't take the gods. The gods took Cain. They retreated so what, the gods Cain. are the champion? No. We discussed who the champion should be. And we have a name for you, Atalanta. We discussed before we went in that it should be Xiaohu. Did Xiaohu uh, help? 
you in stopping this? Didn't you see Vrim in any way? Look, I just need something to spin this, okay? I mean, quite honestly, I was the one confronting the gods, and they retreated from me into Kane and left. Why did they leave? I thought you were... You all told me that she was... the Paragon. Why... Yeah, matter of fact, why did they go into Kane and not you, V? V shows some discomfort on her face, and then takes a deep breath. They pulled out my heart, they compared it to someone named Ying, thought, you don't cut it, and ran into Kane. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ying. That name is familiar. Every Nabalian child knows the name Ying. Ying Jolt? A very powerful magician with a deck of cards? A gold-skinned tiefling? Seems like we're talking about the same person. Uh, the gills on either side of Atalanta's neck flare as she takes this in. She settles back on the seat. What was what a vision of Ying? This was... Legends say Ying Jolt was the paragon of Scott and Nectus. Tiefling with skin like the sun, wielding a deck of cards. What does that mean? Is Ying real? Are they here? I don't understand. It's hard to describe. I think what I was being shown was another time and place where he was involved in a fight and was left alone to fight this thing in the moment that I saw. I only saw a brief, a short amount of time though, and then the gods rejected me. Are you saying you saw a vision of the Gambit of Queens? You see armies clashing against each other? That sort of thing? If that's what you call it, that's what it was. I don't have time to deal with dreams and visions. My people need answers. They need a leader. They need laws and action. If Cain is the one who holds Skad and Nectus inside them, well, we need to find them. We need to put Scott and Nectus where they belong, in V. I mean, the gods themselves do not seem open to that idea. I don't know how you're going to convince them suddenly now. Apparently I'm not good enough to be a paragon. I can't believe he actually got to talk to them. I never, never in my life, I... But I don't understand. That's not how this works. The fates decide who the paragons are and the gods accept that. You can't reject fate. You can if you're scared, and they were very scared. The gods are not whole. They were also combined into one being, which didn't seem to help the situation much. What do you mean, one? That's... that can't. That's not. That's sacrilege. Is it sacrilege if it's coming from a god? Stop. I won't hear more of this. Atalanta sort of kneads her knuckles together and says, I can buy us some time before another champion has to be named, but the people are expecting a name. The people are expecting a change. It goes against every law, every custom in Nabal for a champion to overstay their welcome. Past champions who have attempted to do so have been hanged. Fine. You want a name? Don't take Tiahu. We won't do anything. Tonga that wants the championship. She'd be the ones pulling the strings anyway. Name her champion, she'll do good for the people. 
We have to find Kane. See how who would do good for the people. Atalanta, can you give us a few days, please? Okay, fine. I can buy you a week. But by the end of that week, I need a name. And we also need to find Kane. The name you give me, there has to be some way to spin this. They have to have been there during the final confrontation, right? Our truth seers will know if they haven't. The people want a righteous ruler, someone who deserves it. That's the whole point of a championship. It's a meritocracy. Is it possible, considering how powerful those illusions were that we were encountering in the carnival, it could have been anyone in the, on that stage fighting the god. It could have been exactly who we've been saying it is. Or we could say that perhaps in this epic fight that the person who we believed to injure, to take care of the carnival has been injured and is in need of rescue and you've sent a party to go rescue this person. And when that person's identity is revealed, it's revealed. What about the carnival technically is gone, but it's not over yet. If Cain still has them, they're in hiding now, but they won't be forever. The champion should be whoever helps us find them. That will end the carnival. I can't change the terms of the carnival, uh, of the championship challenge after I've already announced it, but you might be onto something here, Oka. There might be a loophole. The people think that the carnival has stopped. One of the qualifications has already been met. People have been returned. Except one. Kane is still missing. And as you said, Oka, the carnival goes on even though it's not in Clothal Jungle, not in the form that we recognize it to be in. That could buy us time. But I have to announce this to everyone. People would spill out into the streets of Rasso, back into Clothal Jungle, maybe even plumb the depths of Ingir Lake looking for Kane. And they would know whoever finds them will be the next champion. And this also risks the truth getting out. Scott and Nectus are here. They're in the now. The Raven Queen is here. I met her paragon. People will know about you if I make this announcement. They will know paragons exist. They will know the eight are still here, but they're shattered. They're echoes of themselves. You know the kind of chaos that would cause? We could call it like a sudden death match where, sure, the main event is over, but um, there have been a select few who have to go and continue ending the carnival to put an end to it for good. Otherwise, it will come back stronger than ever. Okay. I might be able to work with that. There have been tournament brackets in the past, so there's a precedent. I'd have to find the top contenders, though, and give them all a fair chance. Obviously, the four of you. Anyone else who is nearby? Can you name anyone? The truth seers will go about searching for those who fit the qualifications otherwise. I don't remember. Yes, I... It was so hard to remember to see who who was real and who wasn't that even if i saw someone i could not say for certain that they were there okay fine the four of you then if anyone accuses me of favoritism i'll point them toward a truth seer adelanta none of us we can't be the champions we can't be named but there is a way around it if the four of you when the four of you manage to find Cain, remove Scott and Nectus from them, put it inside V, and return Cain to their senses. The challenge will be over. I'll name one of the four of you as the next champion, and as your first act as champion, you can pass it down to someone else. You can pass the title. There's no law prohibiting that. What about the Regency? 
One of you will be the champion, the other will be the regent. You can both pass your titles along. This can be Tonga and Xiaohu, I don't care. Name someone good, okay? I think I can do that. I'm a good liar. Yes, we know. Not a <sighs> word of these discussions outside of this chamber, you hear me? If anyone knows that this was premediated, people will cry corruption. They'll reject who I name next as champion and regent. They might even call for another challenge. They might call for me to be hanged. Can't you call for another challenge? Just start this shit show over? There's no clear winner. The, clear, the clearest winner is gone. Disappeared. There is no regent. There is no champion. That means it's a mistrial. You could just start again before any of this has to happen. Oka makes a point. I mean, the gods kind of interfered in such a way that there is no clear winner, so you could argue that the whole thing was disqualified, and you'll have to come up with a new championship. I'll see what I can do. It depends on the people. Uh, I'll send out a survey and see how people are feeling. If the people really want a champion to be named as quickly as possible, I don't know how much time I can buy with announcing another challenge. They might decide to take over the towers, ransack the place, kill me. I don't care about being killed, I... It'll just be chaos. There won't have been chaos like that for 500 years. I'll send out a survey, I'll buy you a week. Use this week wisely, okay? By the end of this week, I'll have to either announce a new championship challenge, or name the four of you as the runners-up. Whoever can actually find Kane, return them, and stop the, ch stop the carnival for real, will become the new champion in the new region, do you hear me? We hear you. We have a mission. Let's go. Manaya moves to get up. Uh, Manaya, as you move to get up, the three of you hear commotion coming from outside the big, like, double doors that the three of you came in from. Atlanta frowns. It sounds like fighting, almost. Like, there's some clinging and some shouting. Uh, and Atlanta, like, raises a hand, and a trident appears in it, like, called out of, like, the ether around her. Um, and as she stands, like, almost taking a battle-ready stance, what do the three of you do? I thought you said we had a week. I did. They might have come early. Doesn't matter. Okay. We have a mission. We kill anyone on our way. Then I take out her axe. V takes a very large sigh, stands up, and like hands in pockets, casually just strolls behind Manaya towards the door. Oka? Oka stands warily and gives a gives like Manaya a long look, but just kind of like stands ready. Atlanta also gets up and starts walking down the steps of the dais when the doors fly open. Uh, and you see the two guards that were guarding it. They seem to be not dead, but they're like knocked out, right? Uh, their bodies are flung through the inside. They both land with like, oh, ksh, ksh, like grunt, grunt, and like a clattering of like royal uh, plate armor and chain mail. Um, and both of their uh, plate armor are like smoking. There's like something like a trail of smoke. Uh, as standing uh, framed at the doorway, the three of you see Quicksilver. And they have some sort of, uh, he has some sort of device drawn. Um, looks sort of like a, something with a barrel and a handle uh, that he's holding onto. And the end of the barrel is smoking, right? Right before the doors burst open, the three of you heard a bang, bang. Uh, and the two uh, guards on the ground are groaning. Ugh, ugh. Uh, but they seem to be still alive and okay. Quicksilver is... Uh, 
flanked on either side by a familiar-looking rat folk man, as well as two imposing-looking uh, dudes, right, uh, that you know are tide wolves. Quicksilver tips, you know, his uh, wide-brimmed hat as Atalanta says, Quicksilver, what is this? A mutiny? Why, of course not, my dearest champion. We simply wanted an audience with you. And your guard said you were in a meeting, but, uh, this is rather urgent, you see. And Quicksilver begins walking in, like, the device, uh, his weapon still drawn, uh, but not pointed, right? But it's just drawn and ready. Uh, and Ace, the Ratfolk man, as well as these two, like, lackeys that you know, their names are Priam and Cato, also slinking, cracking their knuckles, and snarling. What is this? What do you perfect, want? Perfect timing. We just got finished. Excuse us. When I starts walking out. Well, hold on now, darling, uh, says Quicksilver, uh, turning a slitted eye on you, Manaya. Since you're here and you know we're here, we can't let you go. You might as well be privy to this quest as well. What quest? Speak now. I come on behalf of the former champion, of course. Bloodthirst. What does Bloodthirst want? Well, of course. His favorite protege is a missin', and he was wondering if you might oh-so-kindly assist him in finding Kane. Atalanta pauses at this, uh, and her eyes stall and turn to the three of you, because you had just discussed, of course, finding Kane. What do the three of you do or say? I think V says, as someone who was right there in Carnival, right there at the very end, right before things kind of blew apart, if you will. I did see a cane. However, there was a large explosion, and, you know, we got separated. He seemed very fine, though. He seemed in very good conditions. I, I think he probably survived fine. He's probably just taking a nap somewhere in a, in a forest. You should maybe go look for him there. If Bloodthirst wants their protégés so badly, why don't they go find them themselves? Oh, we would. But Bloodthirst is just an up-and-coming entrepreneur, don't you know? And would appreciate some resources from the crown, as they say. Plus, darling. And Quicksilver turns uh, the barrel of his device on you, V. We both know we've already done that. And Kane's come up empty. How is it that every single person who wasn't accounted for, taken by the carnival, is now back except Kane? Me thinks it's because Kane was the one who stopped the carnival and is now dealing with the repercussions thereof. Or perhaps, could it be true? Says Quicksilver, turning their snake-like gaze on all four of you, Atalanta included, that the three of you have Kane in custody and are hiding them from us because you don't want them to become the next rightful champion. Perhaps that's what the people want to know. But your lather choice there, that seems like an interesting theory. If, if somehow Kane was the one who did all these wonderful things, and we could somehow apprehend such a powerful, wonderful, amazing prodigy as, as Bloodthirst has, then, you know, maybe what you should do is... Uh... Give us a small investment. You say entrepreneur, so from one entrepreneur to another. I mean, a, a small investment to then reap the rewards, get the return of investment of this cane might be uh, worthwhile talking about. We might be amenable to that. And whatever deal the four of you are clearly cutting in here, we want to be cut in too. 
Or else, uh... Look, we don't know where they are. For all we know, they could be dead in a ditch. We have no leads, we have no information for you. Although you did let us know that for sure he's not in force, so we don't have to search the forest. Thank you for that little hot tip. <laughs> I don't believe you, big lady. I certainly don't. Why else would the four of you other top contenders at the championship, so my little eyes and ears have told me, be having a private backroom meeting with the champion of Nabal herself, though she won't claim that title for much longer. I could walk out of this room with my associates empty-handed, and perhaps several sad orphans might run around the streets of Rasso talking about corruption. And at that, Atalanta grips her trident. Or, like I said, you might kindly cut us in. I don't have time for your political bullshit, Atalanta. V, you do the talking. We have a mission to do. Manaya starts walking again. Hold on now. Quicksilver levels uh, his device at you, Manaya, and the Tidewolves step forward menacingly, cracking their knuckles. No one leaves this room until the conclusion of this deal has been met or not. I, at that point, walks over to, I'm assuming there's like a pillar or a wall nearby. Mm -hmm. Puts her axe on her back and just crosses her arms and sits by the wall. Just done with whatever's happening. Atalanta addresses Quicksilver. Is this a threat? <laughs> no, darling, of course not. It's not a threat. It's a warning. You know what we're capable of. You know what Bloodthirst is capable of. The Kusing Guild. We've got enough of a network to give Aurochs a run for their money up in the Republic. You know what we could do to your reputation. Now will you cut us in or not? I'm sending a strike team to find Kane. We're going to be fanning about Rosso, Ingir, what's left of Clotho, I suppose. You get two associates. Tell Bloodthirst that's my deal. I don't have to. I'm here on his behalf to negotiate with him, and I graciously accept the terms of this arrangement. Fine. And as a gesture of our goodwill, since you wanted an upfront bonus, here you go, darling. Quicksilver reaches uh, for his waist and tosses toward you a sack of coins, V. Uh, v catches it and doesn't want to appear too greedy, so she doesn't open it yet, but uh, <laughs> she says, thanks for doing business. I look forward to this blossoming business partnership and where it stems in the future. As do I, as does Bloodthirst, as does the Kusing Guild. Ace, let's go. And with that, Quicksilver holsters his device, turns, and walks out of the hall flanked by Ace, Priam, and Kato. Uh, Ace gives one last sneer at you, Manaya, Oka, and V, before turning, a little rat-like teeth chomping, as they leave this hall and the door slams shut behind them. The guards are still kind of groaning on their backs, ugh, ugh, like flipped over beetles. Uh, they seem very like disoriented by whatever attack Quicksilver had leveled at them. What do the three of you do? V... Would like to now look at how much gold was in that bag. Okay, there were 400 gold pieces. V looks at the doll and turns to Atlanta and 
uh, hold up the bag. If he was going to tell all the little orphans of the city to start some chaos, perhaps we could take this bag of gold and give a piece to every orphan in the city and say, hey, we'll pay you one piece to talk about how amazing Atlanta is in doing everything that you're doing and handling all of this chaos in what has been a very chaotic championship. Atalanta turns to you and says, let me see that. Uh, she takes the coin purse, picks out a coin, <sighs> turns it around. It's been stamped with Bloodthirst's insignia. Any orphan we try to bribe with these will know where the money's coming from. They'll know better than to double-cross Bloodthirst. More could... money for me, then. <laughs> Thanks, back. Well, it is your upfront signing bonus. We could try to wage a war of social bribery against Kusing and Bloodthirst, but the coffers are pretty dry right now. No, where is Kusing? The headquarters? Everyone knows that the Kusing Guild operates out of the Dreams and Knowledge neighborhood. V opens up her gold pouch and pulls out 400 fresh pieces of gold and uh, swaps it with the bloodthirst gold and then throws the bag back at Atlanta. Maybe this is for a new social program helping those who have been so affected by the great cataclysm that happened so many months ago and finally you're doing something about it and you've been able to procure these funds to help those who have been so severely affected by the carnival and everything else. V, you don't have to give me your pity money. It's fine. Hold on to this. You never know when you might need 400 gold pieces. Well, I've got the 400 marked coins. I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, now the orphans won't see that it was bloodthirst money. I'll think about it. Atalanta takes the money and just says, kind of begrudgingly, thank you. We, we really could use the money. All right. Quicksilver's gone. Take the teleporter down. Already delayed. Every minute lost is a minute we could have found Kane. V looks over to Manaya and just says, You know, Manaya, before we leave, I just want to let you know, fuck you, and I love you. Yeah, fuck you too. Let's go. Oka looks back and forth between V and Manaya and has just kind of quietly been, like, worrying their lip this whole time. Like, just watching this shit play out. Okay. They take one look at Atalanta and they kind of like shake their head and walk off. Okay. On that, the three of you exit the hall. Atalanta calls after you. Don't bicker so much. We're, we have the same mission at hand. Be safe. Uh, the doors close behind you. You head toward the pedestal, the teleportation dais, where Gwyn is waiting with a big smile. Uh, next to Dr. Aluso, who's sitting on a bench nearby, but raises, like, rises immediately, says, I saw the commotion uh, by the doors, but I couldn't really, I didn't have time to interfere. How is everything? Are, are you okay? We're fine. We're going to find Kane. Gwyn, take us down. Of course, hero of Nabal. This one didn't let me interfere, more like. Well, of course, you're but a visitor. You're a guest here, Dr. Aluso. We appreciate your presence, but these are official championship matters. 
they should be settled by championship hands. I understand, but those poor guards, they were shot with a gun! I'm not sure I know what that is. Uh, never mind. Uh, Dr. Lusso gets up on the pedestal. The three of you join them. Alright then, would you like to grab anyone else from the hero's quarters before I zap you down to the ground floor? We have all we need. Let's go. <laughs> like, a paragon wouldn't be helpful. Take me down to the quarters, please. Understood. We'll make a pit stop. The uh, five of you dissolve, and you reappear back in the common room of the hero's quarters, uh, where Rev, Tanga, Xiaohu, and Squeak, as well as Talat, are hanging out, standing around, muttering to each other, talking in concerned tones about Dewey, and Dewey's fate, of course. When he sat back in, uh, Squeak immediately hobbles forward. Oh! You're back so soon. Uh, was everything okay? What did Atalanta want? The championship what? is up in the air, but we need to find Kane before any of it can be settled. And now a bloodthirst, whoever the fuck that is, is, um, well, bloodthirst is also looking. Whoever finds Kane gets the championship, so we need to move quickly. Oh, that's not good says Dr. Luso. That's really not good, but... Okay. Okay. Finding Kane. Got it. Understood. Uh, Rev Talat, because we did pay you for the rest of this week. Uh, and um, uh, Xiaohu, how about the three of you? Let's all go together. Uh, we'll hit the streets of Rosso. Uh, we'll look... We'll start looking. Okay? I'll stay here. I'll help uh, Tanga keep an eye on Kagyu. It's possible that Bloodthirst already has Kane, and that that was just a ploy to get the championship. I think the first thing we need to do is go there and find out if they're actually looking for Kane or not. Good idea. Smart thinking as always, Oka. Uh, any thoughts about this? Charge. What? Nothing. Let's go. Is everything okay, Mayaya? You've seen- We're fine. It's just- We have our gear. Let's go. You just appear a little grouchy. Like, more grouchy than, than usual when you wake up from those nightmares. And the three of you, why are you standing around looking at each other so awkwardly? What's wrong? I mean, I get the carnival was hard, but you're standing around like my three stupid sons who don't know how to talk to each other. Squeak, this is not the time. We have a mission and it is time sensitive. I appreciate the expeditiousness of your approach, Manaya. I do, says Dr. Lusso. Uh, but uh, we can hit pause for just a second here. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. Manaya, wasn't it you who said that no captain could sail a ship with broken sailors? Something like that? I wouldn't follow you onto the open ocean now. Sailed alone before. I'll do it again. Gwen? Ah, uh, yes, certainly, of course. I'll fire up the dais. Is everyone's business here done? I don't want to step on any toes. Manaya, before we set off into the carnival, you were so brave, so kind. What happened? When I'm doing anything, nothing good comes out of it. Let's go. Manaya. 
Can I tell you something? I had the opportunity. I got out of whatever that world was that we were in. I found myself alone back in the forest. I could have left you all. You should have. Well, you know what made me go after you all? Was that for... Ever since everything started happening in Andake, the only people I've been able to hold on to for most of my life, actually, has been you three, including Dewey. And it was the thought of leaving you all that stopped me in my tracks. And I realized I had nothing left. I was exhausted. I had nothing to fight the gods with, but if it helped possibly save you all, I would put my life on the line for you all. I gave it everything I had, including offering myself to the gods, which I didn't want. I didn't want to offer myself as a paragon, and yet I did it because I thought it might save you all. Manaya pushes off the side of the... I'm assuming there's like an arch on the dais. She pushes off and she walks towards V. And she goes, Oh, now we mean something to you? When did we stop becoming profit for you, huh? Thought you were doing this to just get ahead in the world. You've made 800 gold and you give 400 of away. What changed with you, V? What's your ploy? You know, when I started all of this, I was just going to rip you all off. I was going to find out what was going on. I was going to figure out some type of game plan. I was going to then, at the very end, take the reward or take whatever came from all of this and either sell it to the highest bidder if there was something that was going to protect people from all of this, or I would just straight up steal from you all and leave in the night and be done with it. But when I walked into Sievert's office so long ago and you came with me, that meant something to me, all right? And also, uh, and V points over to Rev, I found someone who for the first time in my life, when I was so utterly broken, I feel like I have someone that actually maybe, you know, possibly loves me. After everything I experienced in that forest of so many people rejecting me over and over again, including the gods of Endake, I still believe that there's someone in this planet, in this world of ours, that still loves me. And I thought you all loved me, even though you have every reason not to. Divert. <sighs> Should have killed that bastard when he had the chance. V, I know never not to trust a word you say. You're capable in a fight. And you can convince anyone of anything. It's the only reason you're here. Let's go. After a pregnant silence, Rev cuts in. I love you too, V. Alright, a one-way ticket down to the ground floor, then step up, step up, heroes. I'll make your transition as painless as possible. Alright, here we go. Say bye-bye. Dr. Luso also steps onto the dais with you. Gwyn waves rear wand. And the five of you reappear on the ground floor of the Tower of Risk and Reward. 
bustling as you remember it, uh, with various shops cloistered all around, people moving to and fro, uh, though you do notice that there are fewer terminals, teleportation terminals, than even the last time you were here. Magic is dwindling, and it seems to be dwindling fast. But Gwyn seems to have held on to uh, rear spellcasting ability. V, you also see your little shop. Uh, your little, like, now, like, dilapidated, not really taken care of shop in the corner that you took over from Barney the Dinosaur. As he zapped back down, surrounded by the anonymity of a crowd. Oka, do you say anything? Actually, as they're walking, uh, technically, technically, brand of castigation lasts until it is dismissed or applied to another creature. Oh my god! Technically, I'm willing to take a devil's bargain since it has technically been several days and also exploded, and Cain doesn't exactly belong to themselves anymore. But I do want to try to plumb the depths, see if I can get a ping. But spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell anyone if I do. Wow, I completely forgot that was still active. And I didn't ask you, you didn't take any damage, right? Because otherwise you'd have to make it doesn't. A- it doesn't have anything to do with damage. It's not like a concentration spell. It's la- it lasts until it is dismissed. Or applied to another creature. Okay, then just make an intelligence tracking check with advantage because you're a blood hunter. Are you fucking kidding me? I rolled two natural ones. I rolled two natural ones. Are you going to take it? it? I don't want to. No, fuck no, I'm not. Do we have an autocrit? That's fucking mine. You know what? Fuck you guys. That autocrit's mine. Where the fuck is came? All right, you use- uh, Plus my intelligence uh, is a 20, 27. All right, you use the autocrit. Just as a frame of reference, a 25 is Tiamat's armor class. So with a 27, what does it look like as you're like centering yourself and trying to find Kane? The brand for Oka is like underneath all of this scar tissue. Like that's where it lives on them. Uh, and it's like one little thread just goes of the weave just goes taut, like just like pulled uh, in, a, in a direction. Uh, and that's how they find it. Okay. With your natural 20 plus 27, I will also give you a vision of what Kane is up to right now, not just the direction that they're in, right? And, and where they are physically. Your eyes sort of glaze over as an image flashes into your head. And you see from Kane's perspective, stumbling, walking, a, a sort of almost like a drunken, like a, a, a jerking gait. Uh, you see cobblestones underneath your feet, and you hear the city around you. Okay, Kane's somewhere in Rosso. They're, they're somewhere here. They're, they're close by. And you see like a hand, a midnight blue hand, ugh, rest on the side of an alley wall, right? And you turn and you see that your hand is drenched in blood. And you smell blood as well in this alley. And like Kane's hand goes down, like like decorated, its fingers decorated with so many rings and, and gems. And like this like splatter of blood, blood like is smeared down the side of this alley wall. Kane lets out a, uh, uh, And you can feel this like pain, right? Like ricocheting around in their chest. And Kane turns their head, you turn your head. And you see a body. 
a corpse uh, with a hole where their heart should have been, right? Uh, and you see like the desiccated remains of that heart, like splattered against the ground. And you know that Cain has just straight up like reached into this body and taken the heart out and crushed it, right? And there's something about this body on the ground uh, that makes Cain just uh, spit at its feet and go, that was for the lashes, old man. Uh, and Kane turns uh, and continues staggering through the alleyway, hell-bent on exacting revenge on someone else. And then poosh, you're pulled out of this vision and you stumble back into your body uh, and you can feel this tether connecting you to Kane, tugging you in the direction of, let's see, the plaza of dreams and knowledge. What do you do? Uh, I think Oak, you know, is walking behind everyone and they kind of like stop you know, as that comes over them, and they pause, and then they just kind of keep moving. And they uh, pull up beside V. V, it's hard for me to remember exactly what happened, but I wanted to say thank you for turning around for us. You're welcome, Oka. I know you would have done the same for me. Yeah, it's because I can't seem to get you away. I know what it feels like to be rejected by the gods. This, and Oka kind of like, tra like trails over the scar was a gift from Meng Shen Shirdi when I was very young. Well, not that young. You don't have to take it if you don't want to. He thinks about this for a long time and she's gonna cast a message instead of actually saying this out loud. I don't know what I'm going to do when we get to those gods. Some moments I want to destroy them and the others. I want to embrace them. But I'll see what happens when I get there. And Oka replies, Good. You'll take whatever risk you need. And I'm sure you'll reap their reward. And then they kind of like clap her like on the shoulder uh, and keep walking. Podcast editing is by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and explaintrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out explaintrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon Paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azara, Brooke Bright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Mitzi, 
Moonflower Tea, Purple Mouse, Risa, and Target.